Welcome spooks and spirits, ghouls and ghosts. Take a seat around the campfire. But beware, this podcast is haunted. Hey, thanks for listening. This is This Podcast is Haunted. We'll be primarily focusing on scary stories, spooky history. We are both cynical skeptics and also true believers at the exact same time. I'm on the fence! It's confusing. I don't know! (laughs) Um, okay, so today we're going to be talking about um, some scary stories from our hometowns, just as a little introduction. So, I'm Jen, by the I, way. I'm Kate. Uh, uh, we are big snackers, so if now is a good time for you, you should go and like get some snacks. Yeah, I like just crackers. pause. Pause this right now. Go get a snack. Make yourself some tea, cocoa, coffee, Put whatever you Put some fucking whiskey in it. Yeah. You know you want whiskey and tea, man. This like, is going to be one of those. It's... You should be a little drunk for this. Yeah. Also, grab some snacks. Snacks are very important. Don't don't ignore those. Get some cookies, s'mores. Can we know? stop talking about food? I'm really hungry. Now. Okay. Yeah. Even I'm though getting, I had that gyro earlier, I'm getting very hungry myself. Okay. All right. Let's focus. Now to the now to the stories. So Jen, tell me about your hometown haunt. Okay. Um. Yeah. So I am from a small city. It's not. It's it's a city technically, um, called Jamestown, New York. I it, like that you had to say technically. It's, it's a city technically. Like, it's not big. It's, you might not know it as a city, but yeah. on paper, fuck you it. You have not probably heard of it. Uh, our only claim to fame is probably Lucille Ball. So if you've heard of the Scary Lucy statue, that's my hometown. That's what we're talking about. <laughs> I mean, I guess it beats mine. My hometown is known for race riots. So <laughs> I guess I'd take Scary Lucy over that. Yeah. She's fun. Okay. Anyway, so... That part of New York, it's kind of very inland. So, like, I am not really an East Coast kind of girl. I mean, technically, compared to Michigan, we're East Coast. But compared to New York City, we're the Midwest. Um, Honestly, I don't think there's a huge difference between Michigan and the East Coast anyway. Really I mean, like, with the... We're not like the rest of the Midwest. We don't have the accent. We're real big on boats. Yeah. And, like, we have actual water, not like... We're lake people. Exactly. That's what it is. And that's... that's. I think that's really the driving culture of... Absolutely. This area. I should probably stop nodding on the podcast. Nobody can hear me <laughs> nod. Just just know that we're, we're very much in agreement right now. I'm a big talker audience, so if you don't hear me for a while, I'm making head motions. Yes. So it was founded in the early 1800s, um, really as a result of the Erie Canal um, that really opened up that area of the country to um, industry and shipping things to the cities to be, you know, distributed. So there, you know, there's a lot of oil, um, steel production, wood. Uh, Jamestown was mostly known as a furniture city. yeah, I know, right? I know. We're recording this in Grand Rapids, which used to be Furniture City, USA, and is now Beer City, USA. Crack one open for us. Beer. Yeah, so um, there's a lot of like kind of raw materials being shipped over the Erie Canal to the East Coast for production. Now that ties in later. Just just know that that's that's the background of where I'm from. Um, so it used to be a lot more prosperous. You had rich, you know, tycoons settling there, building their fancy houses. Now it's part of the Rust Belt. So it's a little small and not much going on there. Sleepy little city. Um, but it is still a city, goddamn. It is still a goddamn city. Okay. <laughs> Just keep that. Don't get that twisted. Um, <laughs> so, 
So I grew up um, down the street from the main cemetery. It's called Lakeview Cemetery. It's huge. It's about two miles around. Jesus. Yeah. I've got a lot of dead people. A lot of dead. Well, it's like the only cemetery in town. Oh. Basically. So you're all just very organized. Yes. You well, keep all your dead people in one we, place. We used to have one closer to the center of town, and then they just they decided to put a library there, so they moved them all to the north side. Um, so it's it's beautiful. It's really more like a park. There's all these you know beautiful winding roads and and nice trees that provide a lot of shade. So we went for a lot of bike rides and walks, and I had a goddamn picnic in there on several occasions. Um, I learned how to drive. In the cemetery. Because you know what? Everyone there is already dead. Right? You can't fuck that you up. You can't kill anyone. Unless you knock over a really all beautiful the... headstone or something. Yeah. Well, you could wreck the car very easily. But uh, anyway, it's a great mm-hmm. place to learn how to drive, is what I'm saying. Most of it's very nice, vanilla, not, frankly, not scary at all. Um, but there are some, there's the older part of the cemetery where they moved all the dead bodies from the previous location. So they say. So they dun, say. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> anyway, but that was always my favorite part of the cemetery. You get to look at all the old dates and like uh, climb on all the big monuments. There's this huge ass monument to the founder of our town, James Prendergast, and we used to sit up there and eat our picnics. Um, there's also a bunch of mausoleums, which we would always, like, dare each other to try to, like, open. <laughs> you little vandalist shits. Uh, we, we didn't actually open them, though, because we don't know how to pick locks, and we're good kids, so we're like, oh, see if it's, <laughs> see if it's open. Oh, okay, it's locked. Okay, never mind. Right. <laughs> yeah, so very, you know, I was a spooky kid, though, at heart. I just loved being there. And just, Were you like a Hot Topic goth kid too? Mm, I, I went through a punk phase, but I wouldn't say I've got it. But I was, I was that kid who, if you were looking for the scary stories to tell in the dark book from your, you know, school library, I had it. For sure. I had it on permanent. Absolutely. <laughs> You're like, no, I just, I own this now. I own, like, it's mine, <laughs> basically. I, I really, my favorite story, by the way, was, um, the Jenny with the green ribbon around her neck yes. because my name Maybe. is Jen. Yeah. Were you Jenny back then or were no, you still Jen? Occasionally. Jenny. I but I, I switched to Jen real fast. Meanwhile. Meanwhile. You should get a green ribbon around your neck for Halloween. I know. Oh my God. Do it. Anyway, that was my favorite story. It's a good one. So, but okay. So there's, you know, all these big monuments and mausoleums. There's one in particular though, that is, it just stands out. Everyone that sees it is like, what the fuck is that? tomb going on because it's this huge monument with a life-size marble statue of this woman yeah that would be off-putting it's a little i mean yeah it's a little eerie um because she's she's standing there and she's you know holding a little flower and she just looks very sad as you do when you're dead and (laughs) and she's standing under this like kind of stone canopy but the fucking creepy part is, it's like, I don't know why this makes such a difference, but she, there's like, she, it's enclosed in glass. No, it, I mean, very, very Sleeping Beauty. It's like that, very Sleeping Beauty. I feel like that would get your attention Very, more. very Snow White in the glass coffin. Yeah, it's, that's what I was shooting for. Yeah, you know. Fairy tales. <laughs> <laughs> whatever. They're all the same. But yeah, so there's just something a little eerie about that. And I wonder who maintains the glass. Uh, I mean... 
It's clean, but it's not. Like, no, I mean, like, if it cracked in a winter oh, or something like that. I mean, I I'm sure someone does. Anyway. <laughs> Sorry. I got, we got off track. Sidebar. <laughs> um, Maintenance. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's just kind of got this eerie look to it. And you just, you kind of wonder, like, okay, what is it? What is it protecting? Like, okay, the, the stone. Maybe, maybe it's stopping her from getting out. Exactly. Jesus. <laughs> Yeah. Ah, she walks at night. Okay, keep I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm too excited. So that was, that that particular monument has always captured the imagination of everyone who looks at it. So because of that, there are quite a few stories about Miss Grace Galloway, who is the statue. <laughs> right, the lady this. in question. The yeah. grave in question of gra- the grave of Grace Galloway. Yeah. A.K.A. the Glass Lady. Everyone in town knows about her. But not everyone knows this, the real story of who she is. But there, there are many, there's a lot of speculation. Uh, the most common story I always heard was uh, she was the daughter of a very wealthy tycoon of some sort. Um, judging, of course, by, you know, only rich people get statues of themselves <laughs> over their grace. Capitalism kills. I know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so she's a very wealthy family. Um, she moved to the big city, fell in love with a mysterious man, but contracted tuberculosis, as is the case yeah. in a Victorian lot of Victorian era, man. You fall in love. You're almost like, you got 50-50 odds and like staying in love for forever or dying of TB. Right? Like, that's just, that's what's going to happen. It's one of those movies where it's, you know, you see your cough and you're like, fuck. <laughs> it brings the hanky. <coughs> oh, fuck, blood. God damn it. I guess I'm not getting married. Yeah. So very tragically, she had tuberculosis and died, but not just died, died on her wedding night. No. I know. Fuck. Like, had she already been married or, like, the night the before? The night before. That sucks. Did you, uh, yeah. Weddings are the worst. If anybody's ever planned a wedding at mm-hmm. home, it, it, I will never... If things don't work out with my lovely husband, mm-hmm. which they would, we're good. We're fine. You're fine. You're fine. <laughs> but if, if ever, you know, something happened and I had to get... I had the option to get married again. I fucking wouldn't. Mm-hmm. It is the worst. You put in all of this planning and everybody makes such a big fuss and you don't know what to do about it. And then she died. Well, and not only that, but it's like, you. I mean, this is Victorian era, so they're not so big on the, like, you know, living together and having sex before marriage. So oh imagine God, she probably you're, died a virgin. I know, right? I imagine would imagine you're this too. good, you know, well-behaved, well-bred. And you're about to finally get some D, and then and the world snatches die. you away. Uh, I would be such an angry spirit. Are you so kidding tragic. me? Just wandering the universe looking for a fucking orgasm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> too yeah. Dirty? Sorry, everybody. <laughs> Opening podcast. Too dirty. We're going to edit that out, maybe. No. No, that's staying in. <laughs> that's, that's for sure staying in. You the boss, Hoss. Anyway, so she, yeah, it's just super tragic. She was... Family was distraught. They brought her body back to her hometown to be, you know, interred in the local cemetery. And they, you know, in their grief, they commissioned this beautiful statue of her to stand over her grave. Or did they? Or did they? (laughs) Or did they? (laughs) 
Wonderful. Because one of those common legends is also that that's her real fucking body in that glass. Fuck that noise. Yeah. Has anybody ever tested? It, it's not. <laughs> but that's <laughs> a common story. <laughs> but maybe it is. But it could be. <laughs> no, but that that's what all the, like... So know. it must be a hyper-realistic statue. It's, yeah, it's it's exactly to scale. It looks like she, it was, you know... God, if I die... Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm going to die. But if if I die first, yeah, uh, and they, the, my husband, God, God love him, says, you know what? Let's make this girl a statue. Mm-hmm. Don't let him make it look realistic. You oh, give it'll me be an the afterlife most, upgrade. Yes, yes, it'll be very idealized. Like if you could just take like Jennifer Aniston mm-hmm. and then slap my face on that. Yeah, that's what I want. Okay, that's how I want to be remembered. <laughs> Note that. Yeah. So it was. Yeah. Very sad. But because she, because the circumstances of her death were so tragic and she never did quite get to marry, that people have often wondered and said that at night she wanders the grounds of the cemetery. I mean, again, I would. Yeah. Like, I'd be so angry. I'd yeah. be so... You'd be so angry. Like, and so sad. Like, what if she really... Like, imagine they were just really in love and, like, wanted to spend the rest of their lives together. But also orgasms, Getting Jen. that D. Getting... Girl, <laughs> get it. Get it. Like, let's not lie about who we are as women. We need yeah. it. Yeah. I need it to calm my, my hysterias. Mm-hmm. And truthfully, like, you look... You look at the statue, and it looks like it's it's like those paintings where they're looking like right straight out, and you just swear that you can see their eyes moving. Ugh. It's like you just you look at it from any angle, and it looks like she's staring into your soul. That makes me so uncomfortable. I desperately want to see it. It's it's beautiful. I love it. Yeah, I think that's wonderful. But but it's all bullshit. Well, it's mostly bullshit. Is the thing in that. She really did live. She really did live. This is really what she looked she like. She really was. That's really what she looked like. And she does she, have a sad story. Yeah, she really was the daughter of a wealthy oil tycoon. Mm-hmm. Um, she she was not engaged, is the thing. She wasn't. She she never found her person to marry, which is even sad. It's even worse. <laughs> yeah. Although also, I mean, like at least you don't have another heart tangled up in there. So mm-hmm. so in real life. Everything you've told me so far that I've been totally swallowing up uh-huh. is not true. Uh, uh, kind of. It, so, so she, she wasn't was, actually in love. She wasn't in she love. She just happened to die of TV. She was, she was rich and also very talented opera singer. Oh. Yeah, she was cool. very up-and-coming talent. She performed frequently at the nearby Chautauqua Institution, wow. which is to this day a center of great art and performance um and so she was this really like rising star she moved to boston to study music and she probably would have been one of the greats except that she contracted tuberculosis fucking tuberculosis yeah so she how sad though she had tb and uh went down to Asheville, North carolina for her health as you do you go Mm -hmm. to a better climate someplace warmer yeah um, and then just on one of those trips, within a year of contracting the disease, she just died of it. And yeah, her family was super distraught. Her her dad saw this this similar looking monument in a cemetery in Buffalo. Thought that's that's what I want. That's fit for my he, child. Yeah, he uh, commissioned the the same artist to sculpt a likeness of Grace um, from using like photos of her. And 
a, and her graduation dress is what she's wearing. I mean, you know, right. sculpted, not right, the actual of dress. <laughs> and yeah, he, and the artist, you know, sculpted a little maquette of it and they shipped it to, to Italy to be sculpted from Italian Carrara marble, which is so beautiful. The most gorgeous marble. It's the same as, you know, Michelangelo's David and La Pieta. So it's like, that's the legit fucking stuff. Because they're rich. Super rich. <laughs> and, you know, brought that back and it was placed above her tomb. And that's why it's encased in glass. Because it's fucking expensive marble. And we live in the snow belt. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. That's what it is. Um, for those of you listening at home, I just quickly Googled on my phone Grace Galloway. And there is a beautiful, beautiful image of her. And mm-hmm. it is that beautiful crystal white I guess it can't be crystal white. Pure white Italian marble. Snowy white Italian marble statue. Wow. Wow, gorgeous. Mm -hmm. And sad. Very sad. I guess I'm less sad now that she wasn't in love before she died. Mm -hmm. Uh, But But she never got to be in love, maybe. Well, that we know of. That we know of. She could have been getting it on the side. God bless those theater folk. Mm -hmm. Uh, but, But on the other hand, I mean... You can be in love in at I mean I it, at thirteen I was wildly in love with Leonardo DiCaprio. And <laughs> weren't so, we all? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, never mind. We're gonna Our go hearts Titanic will on go on forever. Um, that is fantastic. Yeah, I I love your hometown story. Um, I love that what it shows is how people will take. Just an insy ounce of truth. <laughs> and then they will just... They gotta turn it into old. this big romantic fairy tale story that's just... But then cut off the happy ending. And be like, well, surprise. Um, so where I come from, um, I'm actually from Benton Harbor, Michigan. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I was born in Milwaukee. I have to put that out there. Packers forever. I was born in Grand Rapids, so... You were? I was. I didn't know that. You yeah. came home? I did. I live like less than a mile from the hospital I was born in. That's so weird. <laughs> That's so weird. I did not know that. I genuinely thought you were New York yeah. born and bred. Well, I moved to New York when I was like a year old. Sure, sure. Yeah. I moved to Michigan when I was six, five, one of those. Mm-hmm. I've been here for an ass long time, though, like 22 years. So I Michigan's You're home. a Michigan girl. Exactly. Uh, there are members of my family <clears throat> who uh, still be like, oh, we're from Wisconsin. Technically true. Well, but, but for them, it is more true. Maybe. No. Maybe. Okay. No. They've also lived here 22 years. Like, but like my, family. Par- my parents can still claim that they're from Michigan because right. they grew up in Michigan. But like when a stranger asks you, where are you from? And you're like, <laughs> I'm from question. Milwaukee. I say Michigan now. See, because you should. Yeah. yeah. Like that's proper. You've lived here like live. seven years. People so. aren't asking you where you went to high school. Exactly. So um, my family... I was technically born in Milwaukee, just so they can get that out of their systems. There, I'm from Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I was raised for the majority of my life near Benton Harbor, Michigan. Okay. Um, and uh, there's actually a number of um, stories from that area, but one that is especially uh, interesting in the way it got blown out of proportion <laughs> uh, is the story of Frost Cemetery. Now, mm. as it turns out, a lot of people are familiar with Frost Cemetery. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't. It's called Frost Cemetery because it it lands on the corner of Frost Road and Brush Lake Road in the Eau Claire Dowagic area, which is like yeah. the next town over. And uh, the cemetery is actually called Franklin Cemetery, and it's one of those old fashioned cemeteries uh, where it's 
you know, a small church. It's mm-hmm. like a one-room Churchyard graveyard. With a churchyard graveyard. Uh, and, of course, churchyard graveyards are pretty rare. You don't mm-hmm. see them very often. In America, at least. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, especially in the Midwest. Mm-hmm. Um, we're a little more... Because we've got Community. land. Exactly. We can bury our dead wherever the fuck we want, okay? And we did. <laughs> and we... And reader, we did. <laughs> um, so... My interest in the paranormal actually goes a little bit farther back than that. Mm-hmm. Um, my family members, especially the women in my family, have always had uh, sort of a long connection with a sixth sense. Um, mm. People in my family get communications from the other side. It's oh, so fascinating. It's. Do you think it's like? Uh, do you think it's like more at, like? Is it nature or nurture? Is what I'm getting at. Do you think there's like a gene where it's like? You I have, have no the, the inner eye, or do you think it's just like you you grew up in an environment where people were more open to that? I you know I think that's a really great question. Um, it's one maybe we'll explore later. Yeah, that would be a fun. It's episode. always fun to get into that cage match of nature versus nurture. Yeah, um, it might be both. Okay. Um, there might be I don't know <laughs> the genetics of a witch. I <laughs> I don't know that witch gene, um, but it <laughs> also like might the just psychic be gene. Yeah, a psychic gene, a... It's hard to say, but it also might be, yeah, just making Mm -hmm. yourself more open to those things. Whatever that gene is, I do not have it. (laughs) I wish I did. It's really not always fun. Well, yeah. It's, um... So, so I had this... It wasn't something that was practiced. I didn't grow up in a house like Practical Magic. Okay. We went to church. (laughs) (laughs) Um, In fact, a lot of uh, the psychic stuff manifested in churches. So, you know, we... I mean, they're... Spiritual places. Absolutely. They're places of concentrated energy. And that's really what I think it comes down to mm-hmm. is anywhere you where you have a lot of people focusing their brain power on certain things. On the spiritual realm. Of course. Yeah. Because that's what Christianity is too. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't have to be all be hate and gaze and, and being mean to people. It can also be a very spiritual <laughs> place where people are nice to each other. By the way, I'm a Christian, so I'm not we're not trying to hate on Jesus here. <laughs> I used to be. <laughs> so anyway, uh, with this interest um, and sort of a, a lack of support that I felt from uh, the Christian church in general, when mm-hmm. I went into college, I started looking at alternate religions, especially earth-based religions. And I sort of got more and more involved. Uh, I find them very peaceful. I enjoy mm-hmm. their uh, theory about what happens after you die. I find it's... What is that theory, um, by the way? The way I understand it is that every life that is lived Mm -hmm. has a lesson to learn, or many lessons to learn. So right now, you are learning the lessons of what it is to be a slender, blonde-haired, (laughs) blue-eyed, middle-class white woman in this era in America. Oh, God, that makes me sound so weird and terrible. No, she's actually really cool, guys. Don't worry. Um, I just love pumpkin spice lattes. I will punch you in your goddamn face. I actually fucking hate them, so. They sound really bad. I don't drink coffee. I like pumpkin pie. I do like... Is it pumpkin pie and coffee? It's like pumpkin pie spice. I might be into that, actually. Mm. But anyway. Give it a shot. So these are the lessons you have to learn in this life. There's nothing Mm. wrong with this life. Right. In your next life, regardless of whether you did things that were good or bad, you might come back as a cockroach. That's not a punishment. Okay. You might come back as a blade of grass. You might come back as... Kim Jong-un, you might go. I mean, like, literally any life that has ever existed, from a blade of grass to a cockroach to, okay. you know, Constantine the Emperor. There are so many lives. And so once you have lived 
mm-hmm. all of the lives that have ever existed or will ever exist. Mm-hmm. What you will go back to the Summerlands, which is to be with the god and the goddess. Okay, so that's got kind of like a Buddhist feel. To yeah, it. yeah, yeah. A lot flavors of flavors of Buddhism. A lot of um, Earth-based religions borrow a lot from the Middle East as or from the Far East as well. Buddhism. Mm-hmm is regularly referenced. These are religions of peace. They just want everybody to be nice to each other and respect sure. their life. It's all about um, finding that nirvana. That being said, I also <laughs> don't believe in any of this. <laughs> I There is a big chunk of my brain that is entirely, di- um, entirely focused on science. If it can't be observed and mm-hmm. repeated, then it is not true. Mm-hmm. And and so I'm, I'm constantly at war with myself with, is this you know, this spiritual other realm, or is this hokum that I'm making up in my head because yeah. I believe in fairy tales. Mm-hmm. And and so I, I worry about that. And when I was in college, I had a very strong interest in fortune telling. Mm. I actually got, I mean, pretty good, as good as you can get at something that might be fake, right. <laughs> um, at palmistry and tarot especially. And when I'm, when I'm reading these, for example, a palm, mm-hmm. if I'm reading a palm, Sometimes the things that I see on the hand are things that I didn't know ahead of time. For example, one girl uh, did not have a strong connection between her lifeline, which is mm-hmm. that line that goes around your thumb, okay. and her headline, which is the lo- the lowest line that connects to your lifeline. Okay. Right. <laughs> Folks at home, play along. <laughs> <laughs> um, so when that uh, the interplay of those two lines dictates mm-hmm. your relationship with your family, as I have learned it. Mm-hmm. I understand there's many ways to tell palm reading. So my learning has been the interplay of those two lines describes your relationship with your birth parents. Okay. And hers didn't touch, <laughs> oh. which I've never seen before. I had never seen somebody not have the lines connect or interact in any way. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, that's so weird. I, I don't know what that could possibly mean. And then I said, ha, 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 are you adopted? <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, yeah. <laughs> so in that case, the hand totally matched up with everything that it was supposed to. That's so cool. In another instance, though, yeah, uh, a lot of it is just cold reading. Mm-hmm. Um, you you are taught how to cold read, and, and also you do it subconsciously, too. I mean, we well, and humans, a lot of like receiving those things is, like, a lot of times it's just vague enough where it'll just, like, you know, strike something in your mind. Like, where of you're course, like, that describes oh, me perfectly. Obviously. Yes. It's, I, I find it to be more of like kind of a therapy session than anything. That's why when I was doing Palms and Tarot, I pretty much stuck to talking about people's personalities and mm-hmm. like how they make decisions rather than the things that happened to them or would happen yeah. to them. I, at the end of the day, and this is, this is personal philosophy, uh, it's not so much what happens to you as how you react to it. Sure. And so uh, a lot of that would end up in the way I would read these palms and cards. Um, but one <laughs> instance, uh, my aunt, uh, who is a lovely lady, she just found out I read palms. And so she offered me her palm, like, here, let's do this. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and Let's see what you've got. <laughs> right? <laughs> and at the time, she had three children. They're all very healthy, wonderful kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're quite a bit older than their fourth youngest brother. She was severely pregnant with that fourth youngest brother at the time, but I wasn't mm-hmm. thinking about that. And there's a way to say, predict how many children somebody will have by looking uh, at the wrinkles on the side of their pinky. Mm. And I was like, oh, yeah, and you'll have three kids. And, you know, I just moved past it, didn't right. think about it at all. And she pats her stomach and says, <clears throat> and I was like, oh, right. Yeah. Uh, it's not always right. 
The baby was born. He's totally fine. Um, we actually will eventually have them on the show. Uh, there is an interesting story about that child. Oh. Hold on to that for later. Okay. Um, so So maybe, maybe my palm is more right than I think. Interesting. Uh, but in that case, I just wasn't paying attention. I wasn't thinking. And I was just blurting out without doing any of that cold reading. Mm-hmm. And so it made me look stupid. Eh, <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's again, an art. You, well, <laughs> no, it's not. I don't know. <laughs> Um, so sometimes I'm a total believer. Oh my God, how, how else? And then sometimes I'm just like, Mm -hmm. oh, this is so aggressively stupid. Uh, I'm clearly just cold reading this. Which is really, I mean, that's most of life. I guess. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Just sort of like doing something and casually hating yourself the whole time. That, that seems familiar. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, getting back to Brush Lake. Uh, so this Franklin Cemetery, Frost Cemetery, whatever you want to call it, held our attention as college students. So this is eight years ago, 2008. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was home for summer after my sophomore year of college. Okay. So I'm old enough to drive, not old enough to drink. It's mm. a very small it's, town. It's a lovely time in your life. <laughs> well, I mean, if we're being honest, did that really stop me from drinking? And did it, it really did stop not. any of us? God bless America. <laughs> Um, so we didn't have a whole lot to do though. It's a very small, pl- um, I mm-hmm. can't stress how small the place I'm from is. I, yeah. uh, I went to my kindergarten through eighth grade school, only held 62 kids Jesus. in the whole school. <laughs> I graduated. That's too in- small. It's, mm, yeah. It's a little too small. Uh, yeah. Mm. I loved it. You need some variety really in special that gene pool. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, so we go out to... Brush Lake and the the legend of this mm-hmm. Franklin Frost Cemetery. Frost Cemetery, uh, this very small church, which I believe is called Frost Church, uh, has a single bell tower. It's a classic mm. white colonial. Love it. Very gorgeous, lovely, restful place, and um, <laughs> it's uh, probably mid eighteen. 18- 60s a little bit you know okay. later victorian okay. uh probably on two acres of land very small mm-hmm. uh out in literally the middle of nowhere i mean so far from a street light mm. that you can't see where you're going only um, in america only in only or in Canada. west michigan <laughs> um so we're telling this story amongst ourselves mm-hmm. the story is that a long ago circuit minister who would travel from church to church to church, Mm -hmm. uh, was doing his service at Frost Cemetery, where he was then possibly possessed by the devil. Jeez. And he murdered either two little girls. Oh, God. Or one little boy, or two little boys, or a boy and a girl, or the entire Sunday school class. Fuck. (laughs) The legend varies. Okay. Um, And then... Uh, he either hid their bodies out in the there's the whole area surrounded by a forest because mm-hmm. of course it is terror mm. um, and then he in a moment of clarity and grief mm. went and hung himself Fuck. from the steel Fuck. I hate I hate I hate hanging stories. Oh, they, you know they say the things that you're most afraid of are possibly what you died from in the last life. Oh well then that is just fucking it because like, nothing gets me like hanging and i feel the same way about pregnancy like i'm pretty sure i died in childbirth maybe you died from hanging um i know somebody who's like very afraid of heights maybe they fell from something my previous life we probably all all were i mean like people have been burning witches for a while or hanging right anyway so back to that fucking nightmare (laughs) so uh this evil is now imbibed into this land uh and as time goes on people claim that there is a glowing green 
headstone somewhere in the cemetery that is a portal to hell. Oh, God. They also call the place Munchkin Land. Hey, no. No. <laughs> because allegedly uh, small humanoid creatures run about and giggle between the tombstones like kids playing in the graveyard. Like the dead kids? Like the dead kids playing oh in the God. graveyard. Yes, exactly. No! So, of course, this held our interest. Uh-huh. We drove out there uh, at maybe 3 in the morning, mm-hmm. the witching hour. Fucking witch. Why does it have to be at 3 a.m.? I don't know. It's. Why I used to have it? energy. Mm-hmm. I used to stay up for days at a time. And now, home listeners, just know that I go to bed at 9.30. We're old ladies. I am so... Well, I gotta get up, man. Like yeah. <laughs> Work. Okay. Um, so, uh, we went out there. And we were mostly trying to scare the shit out of each other. Like, As you do. Right. Like, ooh, did you hear that? Did you hear that? Nobody <laughs> heard anything. Don't lie. Um, but allegedly, we were ghost hunting. Mm-hmm. So people were flashing photos in random... Kids, in don't try this at home, by the way. Teens totally try this at home. <laughs> Teens are already doing it. They don't need <laughs> any more permission. <laughs> Lord, don't lead me into temptation but for I are find not, the way myself. No, we're not advocating for doing this, but just know that it happens. Genuinely, um, with a note to that, we're going to come back to that in just okay. a second. Um, so... They're taking pictures. Uh, One of my friends is popping out from behind things to scare people. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I don't like things that pop out at me. So I was already a little on edge. Yeah, I've seen you during horror movies. (laughs) I'm not charming. (laughs) I'm not okay. (laughs) But I do have one other friend with whom I've I've always had um, a great deal of respect. And uh, this person is also, um, he's studied earth-based religions. Mm -hmm. uh, And he was very ardently and and because he's less high strung than I am mm-hmm. genuinely looking for this green headstone this glowing green headstone so he's off by himself okay. looking and he was wearing a long sleeve shirt uh-huh. uh, michigan summers even in the middle of summer it's still it, pretty cold at, at night it gets cold yeah and so all of a sudden he starts hollering mm-hmm. like like nothing i've ever heard no. and um i i walked I quick walked back there, keeping an eye out. I had my headphone, uh, uh, headlight, what am I saying? My flashlight. I had my uh-huh. flashlight uh, trying to find him. And nope. he's kneeling on nope. the ground. And he nope. was like, ah, ah, ah. Nope. And he pulls up the sleeve of his shirt. And along his arm, <gasps> there are welts no. rising up in front of my Oh, eyes. my God. Jen, I can't explain it. No, I, Yeah. It's there's something like something just, was scratching at oh him God, as I stood there. You could, anyone can see like, oh, I, I see this thing. But when you see something physically appear, physically your, appear. Oh my God! It was so I, I've never been so scared. So we mm-hmm. grab him, we load into the car, we haul ha- tail out of there. Yeah. Now, yes. For those of you who might be interested in doing this at home, just know <laughs> that the police. In Dwajak and Eau Claire are not interested in you being out there after hours. Mm-hmm. It is trespassing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you will be suspected of a vandal and you will likely be arrested. Yes. <laughs> that did not happen to us. We did make a clean getaway. Uh, but the neighbors who live around it keep a really good eye on the property. Uh, they do have dogs. Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> You're happier just not. And also, do you really want to go somewhere where possible demons are attacking your friend? Portal to hell. <laughs> but that's why I'll never be a real cynic. I, mm-hmm. I cannot explain what I saw that night. Yeah. I there are no I didn't see any bushes that he could have walked into. They didn't god. look like they looked like fingernail marks. Oh my god. It was How do you know do you remember how many there were? In the light, looking back there was one that was there, mm-hmm. one that was growing, and then mm-hmm. I saw a third one grow. 
but separate, and they were going in separate angles as well. Mm-mm. Um, it was very, very scary. That's... I don't, I, I just can't explain it, and because yeah. of that, I'll never. First off, I'll never go back there. Yeah, um, I, uh, oh, I just don't fuck. see that happening. It's a very uh, scary location. So. That's... Uh, that's my hometown haunt, and ever since then, uh, it really cemented my interest in the paranormal and a little bit of my belief. Yeah, yeah, that would that would do it. Um, in future episodes, I'm sure we'll be hosting other people. Possibly this friend uh, mm-hmm. has agreed to tentatively come on and discuss some of the things awesome. he's also experienced. Awesome. Um, so we are so excited that you were able to listen with us today. Uh, I hope that you got a little bit of a scare. Maybe you learned a little something. Mm-hmm. Uh, we will be posting on our Twitter page at this... I'm sorry, what is it? It's uh, it's at haunted underscore pod. Cute. Yes. Um, we will be showing some images of the Glass Lady and of Frost or Franklin Cemetery, Munchkinland, mm-hmm. what have you. Uh, and I'm just really pleased that we could tell these stories today. Yeah, so... Tune in. Uh, we'll let you know when the next one is up. Uh, and if you want to share your story with us, we would love to hear it. Absolutely. Please email us. Um, that it's at this podcast is haunted at gmail.com. So send us your story. Uh, if we like it, we'll read it on an episode. Absolutely. Include all the spooky details. Make it as juicy as possible. Absolutely. All right. Thanks for listening. I'm Kate. I'm Jen. Uh, Come back next time. (laughs) Okay. Bye. (laughs) Okay. Bye. (laughs) Thanks. Ciao.